Living in color. It's about anyone with color. Color is an old term, colorful. The Living in Color podcast features people who go viral, who trend on social media. We ask what makes their videos trend and how they deal with criticism that comes with being TikTok famous or is it infamous? Living in Color, which is about anyone who has color. This is Living in Color, a podcast that brings you people that trend, people that go viral, uh, people that are out there, and we have one of them here today with us, a comedian, Virgil Prince. Could you just introduce yourself, please? I will, I will. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm the comedian formerly and informally known as Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, my full name, like I just told you, Virgil Prince, uh, from the Eastern Cape, uh, East London, comedian, um, also a holder of a BCom Law and Management degree, um, all the way from Rhodes University in Grahamstown, now Makanda. Um, <laughs> my album's dropping in December, you know what I mean? Um, no, yeah, so that's who I am, a comedian from the Eastern Cape. Um, been doing comedy now for a couple of years, traveled around the world a bit with comedy, went to Switzerland, did a nice um, festival there, been to South Korea, um, been to Swaziland, Namibia, sure. uh, Botswana, and obviously in South Africa, Cape Town, yeah. Durban, Bloemfontein, Mang Mang Mang. So yeah, I've been doing comedy all the way and everywhere. When, when did you realize that you're funny? Was there a moment in your life that you said, hey, I'm funny, I can get paid for this? No, I'd say, I'd say like um, it was like a progression, you know. Like I'm not the kind of guy who's like proud to be funny. Like, I'm shy. Like, I'm a shy person. But then now when I say something and it's funny, then people are like, yo, bro, you should be a comedian. You know, that I'm like, no, but I said I wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> Why are you guys acting like this? So, um, but then, like, the more and more I went on with it, I went to university. At university, I started to get involved in, like, I don't know if you know what an improv comedy crew is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like whose line is it anyway? Yes. So I joined one of those things. And then more and more people are like, yo, bro, like, this thing, it's, it's, it's what you do well. And then eventually I moved to Jersey. Came here, worked in a call center, found my feet, started open my comedy gigs. And then obviously when I started to, I started to get paid fairly quickly. Like I did a few open mics and then, and then yeah, then I was like, yeah, I like this. And then I left the call center in about 2015, 16. And ever since I've been doing stand-up comedy, yeah. Lacker, man. But now you have a degree in law. Law and management, yeah. How come you went into a call center and not into <laughs> practicing? No, man. You see, the problem is this. Ne? So I had to make a decision when I came to Johannesburg. Ne? So it's obviously, I've got the degree and I want to do comedy. Now, the problem with the degree is if you start doing something serious worth it, then now you're going to get deeper and deeper into that field. So if I went to work in an attorney's office or whatever, and eventually you can't just leave. I mean, like you're in the thing now. However, if I work in a call center for a little bit, find my feet. I mean, there I can leave. Then I can be like, our oh, call center, it's been good. A couple of years, I found my feet, I made some money, I got myself an apartment, what, what, what. That's nice. But if I started to get into the to the law, I think I would have then been to, then how do I leave and come back to comedy? It would have been. I saw the introduction uh, with you at the Trevor Noah show. And you speak about how sad you were that you were crying in yeah. public. Yeah. What was going on in your mind, man? Because that, that sounded a bit dark. <laughs> a bit dark. <laughs> 
it's sad. It's out of it. Dark okay. sounds like that Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. That's dark. That's dark. This is sad. Um, no, it was sad because, man, it was one of those things where, you know, I before I came to Johannesburg, I'm from the Eastern Cape, so I had a little savings that I built up. I was teaching, you know, saved up my money, came to Jersey. Now, you obviously, you're pushing, you're trying to get a job, you're trying to, you know, make your way into the industry. But now, eventually, your savings must not get finished, and I didn't yet find a job, and also comedy wasn't yet paying. So, it was like a weird situation where it was like, okay, cool, bro, you can now stay. I'm not the kind of person who wants to stay here and rely on other people and you know what I mean so I want to do it myself so it was a situation where I was like okay on one of these days I must make the decision to cut take your last little bit of money book yourself a bus go home you know and then I figured if I went back home to the Eastern Cape I don't think I would have come back like it would have taken like a lot of mental rebuilding and motivating for me to come back and try for a second time so there was a there was a a make or break moment a clutch moment, um, as they call it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I had to shed some tears. The best to, you know, if you're passionate about it, the best to shed a tear because you wanted that badly. And, I mean, it worked out, shed a few tears. God heard, came through. I mean, <laughs> here we are. That's like something, you know, you speaking about crying in public. If you're saying now, you know, how strong you have to be mentally. Yeah. That's not something that men just... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We... You know what I'm saying? So, what is your take on the mental health of guys in general, and specifically comedians? Do they talk about such serious things? I think we're lucky because we're allowed to talk about it. You know, we can talk about anything. Because in comedy, there's just one rule. You can talk about whatever you want to. Just make sure that it's funny. If it's funny, I mean, really, who's going to complain, you know? So, comedy, I feel like we get to talk about it. I get to tell you a story like that. Because I'm comfortable being on stage, talking, sharing. I've become comfortable over time. But you can imagine out there, there's a gent who's a mechanic. You know, he doesn't talk all the time or say anything. He just keeps all his anger inside. One day, it's a brow with the spin and no one knows where it came from. <laughs> the brow just asks why the oil filter's missing. Bang, 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 he's a brow. He's a brow. Can't he's been boiling up, laying under the engine there. <laughs> just, you know, so we get to talk about these things, which is kind of cool. It helps us. You know, the same as no comedians on this um, depressed beings or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, sharp, fine. But at least like the way we use our darkness or our our negative life experiences or our shared public life experience, because we share with you guys as well. You know, when we complain about load shedding, I'm complaining for me and for you. Do you know what I'm saying? When I complain about uh, etols, I'm saying for both of us, you know, so we get to speak about it, which I think helps us. Um, for the average guy out there, though, I feel I feel bad. But I guess that's what social media is for. Because now, at least, if you want to say something, you can say it somewhere. <laughs> Speaking about social media, it's an outlet for many to air their views. Yeah. Kanye West, specifically. Uh, yeah. You saw what he had to say or what he thought he could say. Yeah. And Adidas cancelled him. What's your take on that? Uh, I mean, that's a... Firstly, I'm like, does Kanye still need Adidas? Tazi, does Kanye still need Adidas? Okay, maybe I don't know how big the numbers are. Maybe I'm not a numbers guy. But I think by now, like, I'm willing to buy a pair of Yeezys without Adidas, I feel like. You know what I mean? I just like, Kanye, you sell it. Sell it to me straight. Look, when it comes to, to Kanye West, like, we've known this for a long time. He's our special child. 
He's our special child. We've adopted him. We've accepted him. He says wild things. You know this. We've seen it a million times. I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. Um, but I saw that one video um, where they're like, no, but Kanye is actually in a lot of in a lot of senses telling the truth. Can you imagine being Kanye West though? Can you imagine knowing everything that he does know? Because he knows a lot of shit. He knows a lot of stuff. Imagine knowing everything you do know and having to keep it inside you as a creative and not say these things and it's boiling up and you festering out. Eventually when it comes out, it probably doesn't sound the way it should have sounded when you should have said it originally. But like, these guys bear a lot of stuff, man. No, they do. And Kanye just doesn't want to keep quiet. I mean... Who are the guys and girls that you follow on social media that influence you positively? I don't know them. See, that's the thing. So if I follow an account around a positive thing, it's probably just an account that shares. Like, I don't even know the guys. Maybe one time I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to follow one bra for exercises. At least like a morning stretch, a young squat or whatever. That guy, I don't even know who he is. But I just saw his account. I was like, oh, yeah, nah, that body, my body. Are we close? I'm following you, bra. Me and you, we here. Do you know what I'm saying? Youngster, I follow Youngster. Yeah, I do. Early B. Um, as far as like a local yeah. celebs and stuff, I don't worry with like the AKAs or like that. I'm not a blingy guy. Yeah. I'm more like, a, you know, I like Youngster and these guys. There's, there's substance involved there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, those are the type of people I follow. Um, yeah, no. like I've deleted like the booty accounts. I don't, <laughs> I don't keep booty accounts anymore. So, so no bikini. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of those are gone. My timeline is just motivation <laughs> and just comedy and motivation. Booty pics are out. Welcome. <laughs> and now tell me, uh, locally we have people like Nadia Jafter. Yeah. Um, we have are you a, saying speaking of booty pics? Uh, well, <laughs> y- yes, yes, that too. People that, you know, they influence people. Um do you believe that they actually influence people to do certain things? Yeah, I suppose, I mean, I suppose there is a level of power. I mean, I can totally see how as a young girl I'd look up to Nadia Jafta if I was a young girl. I can, I can see as like a young guy looking up to Nadia as like a beautiful woman and aspiring. And so I, I, I believe that the things that she says and, and stuff like that should have like a level of impact on certain individuals. So, you know, some people are more influenced than others. You know, some people can follow account and it's nothing. Some people follow account and they dare. Like, whatever you say, they dare, you know, on it. But that being said, I think Nadia does a good job with her, with her stuff. I don't know her like that well, but it seems like she's doing a decent job. I saw she involved the Opa in her social media. There's a mummy involved in her social media. So I'm like, okay, no, like, there's a little bit of a family aspect. So it's the odd bikini and then Opa out of nowhere. <laughs> Just catch you by surprise. Come on, Nadia. <laughs> And then there are people that, that cause a, a bit of controversy. Yeah. Uh, you've heard of Janard Martin. Yeah. She's said some things about Cape Town. It didn't go down well. Some people agree with what she said. What's your take on it? What specifically did she say? Just give me a little bit more information. Well, she basically, one thing I'll tell you, she said the cost of her eyelashes is equivalent to the grocery money of people that live in like Mitchell's Plain. And Lotus River. Is it true? Know? I don't know if that's <laughs> How true. How expensive are eyelashes? <laughs> like, I mean, if it's the truth, I'm like, okay, fair, you said it. I mean, <laughs> the truth is. But I mean, it's probably not true. <laughs> she's, just, she's probably just being ridiculous. And then another thing she said is that the groove in Cape Town 
is not as good as the groove in Joburg. Why? I have no idea. Maybe she's a Joburg girl, so she enjoys it here more. Yeah, but that's a personal opinion. I mean, no one can be offended with that. I don't expect someone to shoot that guy like, oh, the groove here is better. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I said it's better in Bloemfontein. What you gonna do? <laughs> I think it's better in Gebecha, to be honest. Why? What you, what you gonna do? And your hometown, Buffalo Flats. <laughs> yeah, I personally like to shoot in the pool there by O'Malley's in Buffalo. Uh, you know, Virgil, I think we could speak all day about social media influences yeah. and, you know, but uh, politics, how often do you make comedy about politicians and what they do? Not a lot. Do? I don't because it's frustrating, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I don't want to speak over and over about something that doesn't change. You know, I want to say something and there must be an effect after it's said. Imagine I'm complaining about Cyril Ramaphosa. Imagine I complain about Jacob Zuma. Then after him, I must complain about Cyril. Then after Cyril, I must complain about somebody, somebody. So I don't like getting into politics like too much because it's frustrating. Do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I'm like, okay, guys, like sometimes I get angry with South Africans because I'm like, guys, I'm the comedian. We are the comedians. Can you stop being funny? I need you to be serious. What this guy's doing is shit. Say something. You're laughing here, doing senseless dead out the window. <laughs> Talking about when people zoll, they put saliva on a paper. Serious stuff. And y'all want to choke it. <laughs> no, let us joke. Like, I need you to be serious. So, yeah, man. I think, hey, man, in the country, I, I just need us to be serious, man. And yeah. I don't know, vote properly or think properly or, or like, but in like in the next five years or so, I'm like, guys, can we not have load shedding? Can we not have water shortage? Can we not have... The only thing I want to keep is like a little bit of corruption. Just for when the traffic officer pulls me over. Like, I want to keep that bit of corruption. That, I like that. <laughs> yeah, shit, you can't do that in Cape Town. Y'all too strict. And Durban, I don't think so either. You know, you know, nah, here's the thing. And this is going to sound weird. So, so like, there's certain things I like black. You know, I like, I like my... My traffic officer's black. And I, I like my, my homeless people black too. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but... But I can't deal with colors. Oh my God, I can't. Like, a color traffic officer will not give you any opportunity. Ah, they'll be on you, bro. They'll be on Unless they know me. And they're like, oh, Prince. Then I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if he doesn't, oh, man, he'll make it so hard. Whereas a black officer, I'm like, ah, oh, officer, you know, like, I don't have money. I'm a comedian officer. He's like, oh, it's tough for both of us. I'm like, ah, oh, officer. Okay, one choke and then you're out. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go, officer. <laughs> but a colored brother's like, I don't care if you're a comedian. Huh? Do you think this is jokes? Then I'm like, ah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in trouble. And also, like, the homeless people, like, I like, I like just seeing a homeless person and he's like eh, Buddha, anything and I'm like ah nothing boza nothing then I walk away like I'm not used to somebody who can speak to me like in full sentences yeah my bro you've yet a man's carl man it or my plant a mark my bro you've yet can you couple llamas my woman dear and I'm like yo bro, I understand you I can't just say ah sorry boza sorry I'm like who compra you know fun boza my bro I'm like this guy understands me no, I'm sorry. I know it sounds bad, but like, hey, color people in certain roles. I'm like, nah, man. It's a yeah, no, man. Must be with that. Um, Virgil, uh, we know load shedding is going to be around for the, for another two to five years, maybe Crazy, ten. Yeah. But your future, mm. where do you see yourself with? Like to check in on you in a year's time? Or yeah. Yeah. Look, currently what I'm doing is I'm building... Um, 
me and a business partner building a comedy company which I hope grows and grows and grows and grows. I've I've spent a lot of I've spent more energy on the company in recent years than I have spent well since the especially since like the lockdown. I've spent more working on the company than I do working on like my own comedy even. You know, but the idea is to build that. Um and then eventually of course I want to get back on my one man shows. Before the lockdown, you know, I'd saved up some money. My plan was to travel a little bit abroad, you know. I I I'd like to go to places like Montreal. You know that's where they have the Montreal Comedy Festival. It's in Canada. It's major. It's big. As a comedian, you wanna be there. You know, it's like the VW versus uh, Benz thing for comedians. Like you just gotta go there. You know, it's like the Comic Con for like you gotta go there at some point. And then, and then Scotland also has a nice festival. The UK obviously has amazing comedy rooms. Um, so that was my plans before the lockdown. And then obviously, I mean, COVID happened. Yeah. So I'd like to pick up those plans again. Travel. I want to travel. I want to do comedy outside of South Africa. Um, and then, very interesting. So my uh, my fiance's mother has like a giant plot in in Bloemfontein. It's almost like a farm, but it's a plot. It's huge. So um, I've been negotiating with her to give me like a piece of land. And then what I want to do is in the in the next few months, I want to start my own chicken farm hello living in color it's about anyone with color color is a old term is no colorful the living in color podcast features people who go viral who trend on social media we ask what makes their videos trend and how they deal with criticism that comes with being tiktok famous or is it infamous living in color which is about anyone who has color.